When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hey, y'all, the OGs and new listeners alike. I am Randy, the beehive half of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, and this is my indie episode. Now, indie episodes are individual episodes Mikey and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. Episodes will drop every week, (laughs) and we try and hope to get them up and published by Thursday or Friday from one of us with our thoughts about a random topic. So today is my turn. I actually sat and chat with my closest girlfriends um, about the Blackest King visual album weeks ago when it dropped. And I am so excited to share the conversation with you now that my birthday is over and I'm back to work and thank you all for the birthday wishes and birthday love and good vibes. It was a very peaceful day. Mikey did great that whole weekend. But anyway, so today is my turn. I'm going to share this conversation that I had with two of my closest girlfriends again about the Blackest King visual album. Black is King is a musical and reimagination of The Lion King set to the Gift album, which actually came out in 2019, which I should add, I also loved very much. And so did Drew. (laughs) And uh, finally, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And I hope you enjoy. I'm sweating. Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping with a crew or something. I guess the track don't really stick unless he's gluing something. And I never fit the shoe until I do or something. Yo, bracing myself like teeth, boy, it's the same old route on some new concrete. But homie, these tunes make you get a new ID. I'm trying to do my thing, but the commute ain't cheap. I'm on a two-day week for all this rap these days. And we can still pitch the track to all the wacky J's. We're singing happy days, wearing tacky J's. And I'm just pumped that I made it out my nappy phase. Let's go. We can turn the whole world around. I'm in the backseat. So what had happened was a few months ago at the start of the pandemic or the start of the lockdowns, I should say, I was feeling really down because of all the deaths of black men, deaths of black men and women. And I put out a call to action to everyone on Instagram through our stories to give me some episode ideas. And Yasmin, who was an avid listener, um, asked me to do an episode on why I love Beyonce. (laughs) So I thought it was a really great episode suggestion, but I put it to the side because I couldn't figure out how to approach the topic in a unique way. Months passed and the Blackest King trailer dropped and I had my idea, which was I would chat with some of my closest girlfriends about our connection to the album. Why? (laughs) Because I'm a girl's girl. Um, I love the relationships with the women in my life. And I can't think of a better way to talk about Beyonce, who has also proven time and time again that she is also a girl's girls. Um, 
Yeah. So it just seemed like it made much more sense to have this conversation with women, with other women. You can't talk about Beyonce by yourself. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. It should definitely be a conversation, which is the theme of of this chat. So anyway, um, it's also important for me to chat with my girls because I miss them so much. And because Beyonce and her music has created and been at the center of some of my favorite memories with with them and the women in my life. For an example, we used to watch Beyonce's documentaries and concerts in Karma's room. We also found out about Beyonce's pregnancy with Blue when we were watching the VMAs together in college. And years after graduation, uh, we watched Lemonade the night before my wedding together. <laughs> the night before my wedding um, together and we cried. And it was just, it just felt like such a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it all like made sense that we like started our relationship and our friendship with Beyonce and ended it with me making this new transition um in my life with Beyonce then there was a time I heard dance for you I was in Shani's room and I decided then and there that I was gonna dance for Mikey to it but if you have heard that episode about the worst lap dance ever we all know how that went (laughs) I think that's episode eight or nine if you need a reminder I'll link it just in case you're interested to see how I failed horribly anyway um but yeah there's just so much more all the parties we had with with Beyonce playing in the background all the late night chats with her music playing in the background and so yeah again it just feels right to have this conversation um with some of the women in my life and it felt right to do it with them and it was great and and I just love them and I hope that you enjoy this conversation and you can see maybe get to know me also a little more in a way you haven't maybe before um because these women on this episode have helped me become a woman you know and have taught me what it what it means to be a sister and a friend and it has been 10 years and counting now and we are still in each other's lives and very much you know love each other and so yeah I hope you I hope you enjoy this chat hi Shannon and Carmen (laughs) (laughs) hello y'all it's been a day it's been a y'all don't understand what we did to get to this moment of recording so I love you well I've had a morning I thought Bruno had a dog appointment and the lady was like you're not itty bitty it's tomorrow so oh, no here we are <laughs> well it's good that you didn't miss it mm-hmm. rather Facts. be real early which is like new a whole 20 <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> Ooh, the shade. Well, i wasn't i wasn't hey. being shady i'm sorry so before we get started shannon and carmen please introduce yourselves Chantel, you go first Hey, I'm Chantel. Um, I am friends with Randy and Carmen. We've known each other since college. I'm from Indiana and I love Beyonce. I love eating. I love reading books and I love black women and I'm glad to be here. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Shani is a writer and she just made an emerging authors list that she's just gonna be real ooh, modest ooh, about. Ooh, but ooh. you know, this is not my introduction. <laughs> this Shani introduction. Well, thank you. <laughs> Carmen, please introduce yourselves. Hey everybody, I'm Carmen. Um, I too am a part of this sistership. Um, we all met in college around what 20, 2000 so we all came in at different years mm-hmm. yes so i'm 
I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. and then Shani came, and then Randy came. Mm-hmm. And we started, what, 2009 and 10 is when we all kind of met each yep. other. Yep. But... So, yes, yep. that's us. I live in Cleveland, years. Ohio. It has been 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Wow. But, you know, we persevere through so many different transitions, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of, I won't go into Beyonce, but I think she also levels up in transitions and she's always just been a part of our, our lives and our growth. So mm-hmm. I'm becoming a feminist slowly but surely because of my two readers, mm-hmm. Shani and Randy. <laughs> so, Yes. <laughs> That's good. Here we are. (laughs) Thank you, Carmen. All right. So now we'll have our recollections. So we've already talked about this or I've already given y'all the questions, but this is something Mike and I have adopted from Raising Rebels podcast, which is a parenting podcast that we really love. And she always asks her guests to um, recollect something from their childhood to honor their kids. And so we adopted it because it's just such a great interview introduction so one consistent theme i'm seeing in blackest king reviews is that people are really 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 proud they're proud to be black proud to love and honor themselves and proud to learn more about their ancestry and it got me thinking and i wonder when you first experienced being proud of yourself and so we'll go shandy carmen me um this was hard for me because just like i don't know I guess for those who are listening, my childhood is a bit traumatic. So (laughs) trying to think of moments where I was proud of myself is just kind of hard, but I did find one. So um, (laughs) I think the first time that I ever that I ever really felt proud of myself was when I was like I was 12 and I got an award for one of the poems that I wrote. It was a second place award though. And I was mad. I went, I was mad. I wanted to get first place, but I got second place because I came behind a girl who wrote about trees. I was like, dang, I was deep. But <laughs> why can't why couldn't I get that? But I mean, I think that was that was still something I was very proud of. Like and I got a and I got a good I got a good response and everything from everybody and it was something that I really committed to and I was excited about it. So yeah, I, I would say that was my my first time I was proud of myself. What did you write about? Did you say? She wrote about trees, but you wrote about... I wrote about some boy that I liked <laughs> at the time. And I just... Something deep. Right. I just knew it was deep. You know, I was listening to Jill Scott, okay? I was listening to Brandy, okay? And uh, all these other people. And I was like, this is good. This is inspired by the greats. Y'all better. <laughs> they better not sleep on you. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Shani. How about you, Carmen? So the most vivid moment that I remember of being proud, it actually took a couple years for me to reach this proud moment. So I used to be terrified of water, like absolutely terrified. And my mother, bless her heart, would continue to enroll me in swimming classes year after year after year. And all I had to do to like really learn how to swim was to put your face in the water and blow bubbles. Mm -hmm. But that never happened for me. And so year (laughs) after year, Charmaine, which is my mother, um, (laughs) continued to sign me up for swimming lessons. So the last year I was in a swimming lessons and this, the instructor was like, you know, you've been here for three years and you don't progress. Like she just dogged my soul y'all. And I'm like 10 and she's like, (laughs) You know, you're the tallest one in here. It was like three other little girls. And she was like, you come back every year. I don't understand. 
So she went out, went to the bathroom, did something and came back. And I was like, she ain't going to keep dogging me. Like, I really took this to heart. And I was like, okay, we go figure this out. So all my fears aside, I put my head in the water. And when I tell y'all, I leveled up in like four classes in one day. Boom. I learned how to swim in one day. Well, technically three years, but one day. (laughs) That's all that counts, that first step. Yeah. So I was so proud of me. She talked all that heat. And I was like, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong today. So after three years of consistent swimming classes, shout out to Charmaine for not giving up on me. And I made it. And now water is my most happiest place. Like it brings so much peace to me. And it took three and a half years for me to realize that this was my space. But that's kind of my proud moment that like I overcome that fear of putting my face in the water and blowing bubbles to being able to like be a lifeguard and jump in the deep end and swim and all that other good stuff. So woo woo. Yes. Thanks, Carmen. I never knew that. (laughs) Girl. Because you love water. You love water. So I was terrified. At one point, you couldn't get me to do nothing. <laughs> but now you can't get me out the water. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing my moment. Um, I was also, well, I was 11. I was in sixth grade, I think. And I was in this um, Mr. and Mrs. Charles R. Drew pageant. So the elementary and middle school we went to used to hold these pageants. And I was one of three girls that was in it and um and like the contenders or like the people that were in it with me were like really popular girls teachers pets just much more sociable and just popular and adored and I still joined but I can't remember why I joined but anyway I did and it was a thing y'all like they used to take us out to get fitted for dresses we would have um I decided to sing as my talent and it was me and one other guy um who also decided to sing as his talent and we had like we had to go to practice for like weeks at their school with the piano teacher and he got the music and I decided to do a song by Tamia and I cannot remember what song it was but I decided to do a song by Tamia and my uh the the advisor like the coach over everybody Miss Bourne was like you should do a song by Whitney Houston but I knew I did not have the range to do a Whitney Houston song and I was like I'm not even about to embarrass myself like that she was like no I'm telling you if you want to win do a song by Whitney Houston and I was like, do I want to win or do I want to like not, you know, like, I, was like, I gotta, I gotta make a decision because I wanted to sing something. I knew I could, I knew I could sing well enough and I knew I needed to sing something and I would be comfortable singing. And so I was like, no, that's fine. And I felt like she was trying to like help me out because she already knew just like, I think in, in any pageant or any competition, you already know who's going to get the prize. And maybe deep down, she didn't think that would have been fair. I don't know, you know, but so she was like, just do this song and it would really like blow the judges or whatever. So I did it. And I sang the song I wanted to sing. And the uh, the boy Chris, he sang So High by John Legend, which is still one of my favorite songs to this day because I just loved his rendition of it. Even though he got talked about so badly, like when he was singing it, after he sang it, the teachers were cracking up laughing, crying, laughing because they were like, oh my God, he can't sing. Oh, no. And I was like, but he can't. So I was like, oh, if they think he can't sing, then I know they about to dog me. But I had to get out there and do it. My parents and audience, all this stuff. So I went and I sang the song. And I'm going to figure out the song. I can't remember the name of it. But um, I sang the song and I just knew they was dogging me. And I got back down. They were like, oh, my God, that was so great. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, I got first runner up. And I was so proud of myself because I did not throw up. 
And <laughs> that's important. <laughs> and I still got like, and I, cause like I'd already assumed the person who won was going to win just based off of, like I said, social status and popularity. But so I felt like I had really earned first runner up and I was just so happy and very proud of myself and that I did it. So yeah. We'll first go, of all, I didn't even know you could sing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Carmen, what? All the time we sing together? Okay. Let <laughs> 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 well, me back in college, I guess you know your memory. So maybe you don't remember. Maybe you don't remember. I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying. This is the second time now, oh. y'all, that Randy has tried to come for my life. I'm not coming this. for you. I'm just saying. Tally. I, I'm sorry. But yeah, that was my moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carmen. You know well, we're proud you. of you, too. Thank you. Yes. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Okay, so I have a few questions for y'all. So personally, Black is King was great for me for a lot of reasons, as we have talked about in our group chat and all these things. But mainly because it highlighted for me that Black people don't just die. We are filled with so much life and joy and strength. And I really, really, really needed the visuals for Black is King. I didn't know how much I needed it till I saw it. And so this leads me to ask you, how are you holding up? With everything that's going on in the world, how are you taking care of yourself? Mm. And has Black is King helped in any way? Mm. Well, well, <laughs> that's a loaded question of how I'm doing. I think it depends on the day. Uh, days are really fluid, which is very interesting from our previous, like, very structured, you know, you wake up, you go to work, you come home, whatever. And so for me, my self-care has become number one. Because, like, that's all that's at my house is me and my dog. Um, so I've very much so been very in tune with my body at this point. Whether that be, like, I'm hungry or oh, I'm breaking out or I'm tired. Like, just very in tune with what's happening with me, how my body reacts to different things I consume. So I'm definitely more one with me, I would say. And, yeah, I started therapy, which was a whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, you know... I turned 30 during quarantine. You like, Y'all, she old so, as shit. Whatever. I <laughs> we love it, though. You, you do. do. You do. <laughs> great. You look great, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> but I mean, all in all, I think I have way more better days than I've had bad days. And I think Black is King definitely reminds us of that. Like, no matter what happens, like, they're always that triumphant mm-hmm. win for us. Like, there was one line that says, and so let me tell y'all about me in, in quoting things. It may not be the right way, but the content is still there, okay? <laughs> we'll just put that out there. So, mm. there's a, 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 a lyric that talks about the tears know, make you know that you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like, that really is important. Like, yes, we're crying, but, like, I could be dead. Like, I could be gone. 
But, you know, there's a lot of imagery and a lot of lyrics in Black is King that kind of just really mm-hmm. keeps you energized and keeps you going. So shout out to B. Woo woo. Right. Yes. Thanks, Carmen. And that was Move Forever. I said bigger, but it was Move Forever. And she said that. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Got my cup up to the heavens. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of college. It's like, we used to just be so... <laughs> Another night I won't remember. Shani, how about you? How are you holding up with everything that's going on in the world? How are you taking care of yourself? And how is Black is King? How has Black is King helped you in any way? Um, I I am telling everybody that asked me that question, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> with with where I am because it's definitely a different type of transition for me. Uh, at first, I would say I, I took it hard just because I wasn't working and um, I lost like family members to COVID and I lost family members to other for other reasons and um, a lot of stuff just happened. It just felt like the like everything that was comfortable for me kind of got shaken or questioned or removed. And it really made me ask myself, like, who am I without these specific things? You know, this mm-hmm. this kind of concept of returning to who you are. Mm-hmm. At least at least that's what I'm making that connection to with um, Black is King, because during that during this time, that's kind of always always been like my question. Like, what is it? What is it that I'm here to do? Who am I really without, you know, this security, this false sense of security or um, these different things that I have heavily relied on, like a like a routine, like Carmen was talking about. We have like your job and your schedule and, you know, what what is it that really makes you who you are? And so I guess the way for me that I've been really exploring those questions, I've been reading. I've been doing a lot of journaling. I've been taking a lot of time to myself. And I've actually been opposite. I know we talked about this in the chat where I haven't really been too in tune with my body. I felt like up until most recently where I'm kind of asking myself, you know, uh, how how does trauma show up in the body? How is my body responding to me during this time or responding to this time um, with the pandemic, with the revolution and with whatever else has already happened to my body. So what am I eating? What am I watching? What am I listening to? Um, and so I've just been more conscious about what it is that I'm digesting and what it is that I'm doing. And then I've just been trying to be more connected with people that I feel like have really always kept kept me grounded. And that, I mean, that's y'all, you know, it's some other folks (laughs) who have always kept me grounded. Like black women have been nothing but a savior for me throughout this experience. And I've literally been telling people like, I don't know how everything has been going so well every month without a job, without all this security, without all this stuff, but it has been happening. And um, that to me is proof of God that, through these, through black women, through my friends, through my family, that, you know, God exists and that there's something that's going to come out of this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going to happen, but something good, I believe, is going to come out of it. And so, again, the way that connects for me to Black is King is just this. It was just really refreshing to hear something constantly 
call out to you to be reconnected with yourself. You know what I mean? What are you without the world trying to tell you who you should be? And what does that look like? Where does that start? Where does that end? The whole concept of circle of life, you know, you kind of have to dig and explore a lot of things that you went through, a lot of dark parts of yourself, a lot of interesting parts of yourself. And so for me, I mean, I guess because of that, that exploration, I've been kind of think finding it exciting or thinking that it's fun. At least that's what's helping me get through it. It's like, okay, this is something new that I'm learning about myself. Let me try and just figure that out. See how that works out or what happens or whatever. But for the, for the most part, yeah, I guess I've answered your question. Because <laughs> I'm so gonna keep talking. If you, if you don't stop me, you you already you know, know we love when you talk. I was just gonna let you have a podcast. Like, look, this... <laughs> go for it, right? Girl. Carmen, thank over you here so like much, this. and I'm, I'm sorry like, okay, not about your um, your family members. I had it. I didn't know. I think that maybe you like you like said something very broadly, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry that you lost right. you lost some people. Thank you. Yeah, they're they're part of the ancestors now. You know. And um, right. and that and that helps me and to see to be reminded that we are always connected. You know, the blackest king opens up with that Lion King quote where he talks about how everything is connected. The ants from the yeah. ants, everything, the ancestors, all of it. And so that, like I said, was just really refreshing to be consistently reminded like, no, or also because I like Star Star Wars, I'm like they're part of the Force. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> that's the nerd in me. <laughs> like they're part of the Force now. They're part of. They're just part of the ancestors. So when I'm when I'm praying, when I'm feeling this energy, this guidance, it's a, you know ultimately people who love me, and I still feel that yeah. spirit and that energy. You know. Yeah. It's so good that you said that because that leads me into my second question. So, and we actually also touched on this really briefly last night, but there's a lot of talk about spirituality, spirituality in Black is King, mm-hmm. um, what it evoked for people, but also I'm finding that people are vilifying it. Mm-hmm. And in Beyonce's case, calling her and the project mm-hmm. demonic and ungodly. And so for me, I'm just like, for me, that's made me very, very, very angry. <laughs> I'm like, you know, after studying abroad to Ghana, after going through everything we went through at Wooster yeah. at like separate times before we all got to each other. And then, you know, together, um, after all the people we've lost or just the grief that we've experienced in our life as black women and as black people, mm-hmm. I just, I just. I just <laughs> it really just broke my heart to see um people trash the project and trash her in that way because nine times out of ten what we have found in our conversation or just in like observing people these people don't read much um these people well. don't know themselves and not to be me because Candace Bimbo who is somebody I follow I think we all follow her mm-hmm. but she has said her friend told her to stop telling people they don't have the range but when you think about it they don't but like I just and so like it's just making me <laughs> it just it, it makes me so angry because I feel like it's very clear that God moves through Beyonce. I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm not saying that she got some capitalistic tendencies. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that her husband is perfect. You know, but we we're human. We and black women especially especially should be allowed to to be human. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are not we are not um 
we are not perfect, you know, um, and should not be held to that standard because no one, no one expects that of anybody else like they expected of black women and of black artists. And so I just feel like it's very clear that she is, you know, that she impacts and affects people so deeply. And to call that demonic when it's really just her amplifying and like elevating what makes us African, you know, and when doing what a lot of us do at, in the diaspora of um, trying to figure out who, yeah. who we are, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just it's very difficult to do that in this country. But anyway, it just makes me wonder um, how in any way, how in any way, if in any way, sorry, did Black is King impact you spiritually? Uh, so for me, it just made me feel like, you know, just, you know, God is real. God is here. God is moving. God sees us. And I saw that in the imagery, the song that really made me cry, which is so crazy because I love the whole album, but the the visuals that made me cry was in already when you see all the black men, dancing around her and Beyonce just singing like this That's ain't nothing you know like I do this you know like <laughs> she's just like these song. black men don't scare me these black men are my people you know like you can just see how like comfortable she was and how excited she was for them to just you know jump you know and, and just take up space and yeah. be around her and that just moved me so much um Oof. because that's really how it is for us I have so many things and, to say and, like Oof. yeah so I just want to know like how did it impact you yeah like so as far as spirituality like I mean she touches on a lot of things I think one of the key components when you think about it when they talk about balance so at the end of move forever like there's so much conflict but there's so much complexity like in everything there's gonna be layers like nothing is ever singular so for you to be like oh it's demonic or it's this that and the third like the Bible has demonic things in it as well. So everything is complex. And there was a quote that basically said, like, it shouldn't be every argument isn't bad. Like, it's something to the effect of, like, it should be a conversation, not a battle. Yeah. And, everything isn't a, a battle of yeah. war. Everything is. A, yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then as far as, like, uh, spirituality. So I'm, I identify as Christian and that is a part of my identity that I do cherish. Um, and one of the quotes in there for me that really just sunk to my heart was right before water. She goes, well, it's not Beyonce. It's another woman that says, I can't say I believe in God and call myself a child of God and then not see myself as a God. And for mm-hmm. me, that was just a whole nother level of self-confidence, not necessarily even calling myself or thinking that I'm so big and bad as a God. First of all, it's a lowercase g. But I think for black women, it's important to recognize that, you know what, I am special. Like, I have to constantly remind myself that it's OK for me to hype myself up because ain't nobody else doing it. And so, right. I mean, for people who who see these bad or vile things like you really have to ch- change your perspective and your lens on it. And 2020 did one hell of a way to show us that, look, girl, uh, <laughs> take them glasses off. You don't have <laughs> to. You need some range. You need some range. <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, and I mean, I, I think there's so many things, even outside of Black is King, that really shows us that perspective is everything. Like, you can look at something. Yeah. And it could be completely different. You can even go back to the same thing that you read five years ago. And because hopefully you grow um, or life just happens and it looks completely different or a song sounds completely different than it did five years ago. Um, and I think the evolution that Beyonce shows through this is so amazing and so clear. Like, I don't oh gosh, I could just go on and on and on. Like, 
<laughs> that quote makes me think of the Erica Badu song on and on. Mm. She was like, if we were made Girl. in his image, call us yes. by yes. Like I was just like, Yes, call us by listen. our name. Because sometimes just... you gotta remind people, like, listen, I know yes. I'm not out here like you think I should, but it's humbleness is done, sis. Like mm-hmm. Yes. What did Tierra Wax say? I'm tired of being modest. <laughs> tired. I'm tired. It ain't saving Refer nobody. Refer to me as a goddess. <laughs> it ain't saving nobody. It ain't this saving this it. It ain't this be humble for what? Yeah. Y'all it's still like, killing us? Y'all like, still don't like us? It's like the way <laughs> like, that Beyonce and want us to do the work. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Like. <laughs> It's it, it's a trap. I feel like it's a trap. This this it's a trap, and I I'm tired of being trapped. Twenty twenty is show I mean, me. At this point, you might as well do what you want to do. Everybody else do. Shoot. Yeah, yeah as long as you ain't hurt nobody, harm nobody. Anyway, Shani, how about you? These masks, shoot. Might as well <laughs> just go and live your best life. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> but um. I think so. Oh, do do you need me to do the question again? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> how if it, how if in any way did Black is King impact you spiritually? What imagery and or song? Hmm. Spiritually, I would say. So I think for me, I don't know the name of the song, but I know it was when he was in his transition period. And mm-hmm. he had, he was like out on the town, just living his best life. But I really love this. And I, and I think that stands out to me because I had to go back. I know, I remember I sent y'all that the article where they were talking about certain things that stood out that people didn't notice. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of the main things that caught my attention in that article was that they said that the, the man that was in, that his whole body was blue, he his was conscience. a representative yeah. yeah, he was a, he was the consciousness of black people. Yeah. And that was the first time that I didn't see him in there at all. Like I didn't see him mm. in the in the um in the movie anymore. And I wondered where he went and I had to go back and I was like, did I miss it or like did he come up? And but I know that or I've always I just assume I'm just going to say I assume I ain't going to say I know or whatever. I just assume that Beyonce is supposed to be like this facilitator of the conversation or this angelic being. I don't think she put herself in there to become a God per se, but a presence right. and representation or an example of of the guidance from, from God, like Carmen was saying. Yeah. And so, yeah, she was still very connected to him even though he was in this state of being lost, even though he lacked consciousness, right? Because they were always together up until that point. Mm -hmm. And so um, then after that, we kind of see like, I don't know. I thought about the whiz. Y'all remember the whiz where they go into like, Mm -hmm. what is it called? The The poppy seeds or something like, yeah, the poppy seeds and they kind of get lost. And then they like, it has that same type of, image in there and so i was like okay so maybe he's like in this he, he's clearly lost right he was, he was mm-hmm. dreaming he woke up now he's he's, he's just lost he's just doing whatever mm-hmm. and um then he gets awakened and then there's like this this calling into something else but he's a but he runs away from it and i just thought that whole scene was just very that whole moment and the song within itself 
was just very transformative because that scene ends with to live without reflection for so long might make you wonder if you truly exist. Right. And so spiritually, it just made me think about how there's always this presence that is constantly with the black people, or that's what she's saying. Like there's always something constantly carrying us through, through this, this need to survive. Cause that's what I was thinking. He was just trying to survive. Basically he was like, I'm just surviving. And this is how I know how to do it. And so, um, I just like that concept of protection that, con- you know, even though there was like this darkness, I know everybody kind of like we was talking about how people was talking about is, you know, demonic or whatever. But I th- I think that was supposed supposed to be there to kind of show what happens when you chase after that part of yourself that you don't know, because now we need to know what's going to happen next, you know. Right. And that was one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes that I felt like was really like, cause I feel, I feel lost this time in my life. Like with all COVID, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, Hmm, you know, it, and I like that it was a story and I like that she consistently reverted back to this journey. This is a journey. This is a, this is a never ending kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like he's constantly learning or growing or transitioning into something else. And, and we're all connected in that way. So that was like, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite. Points. I don't, I don't know if so. I feel like one. Thank you, Shani and Carmen. Um, I agree with you both. But I don't think I, I don't know if y'all are saying this, but I didn't see. I don't know if y'all are saying that there is. I don't think that's what you're saying, but I'm saying to the to the to the uh, rumors or the reviews that are that this is a not demonic, that is demonic at all. I feel like one when I was in Ghana I don't I think I've told y'all this story but I had a we had a friend there who who basically gave us like the history of the day names in Ghana the names you get when you're born mm-hmm. and and basically he said in the names it proves that Christianity was in Africa before white people came over yeah. but you know because there's a loss of language and you know colonization and all of that people forget but like ama is the day it means is saturday born it means the day of rest mm-hmm. you know and like um the day god was satisfied and that's the seventh day you know that he when god rested and so i feel like i feel like the black is king visual album really showed that there is a relationship between christianity because beyonce is christian and and spirituality yeah. and like African spirituality. And I think that has to be a conversation, especially with black women and especially with black people, but really more, especially with black women, because everything, a lot of things in Christianity, at least for me, the growing up in the church and, and I, Carmen, we've talked about this, trying to figure out if I'm, if I'm even mm-hmm. still a Christian, you know, like, what does that mean for me? Like still loving God. And actually it's so weird that I feel actually closer to God right now in my doubt about Christians, right. not necessarily God, because because I feel like God, after being a parent, becoming a parent, I feel like I understand a very, very small piece of God. And I feel like God is a radical, revolutionary parent who likes to be asked questions, who wants to be talked to. And mm-hmm. I feel closer to God um, because you can't really get close to anybody. And we see this in our friendship with each other and the relationships that we've had that you can't really get to know somebody or get close to somebody or love somebody right. if you aren't talking to them right. or asking them questions or or seeking to understand them if you aren't curious about them and and loving blindly in terms of like without 
with you know without any type of consciousness is not love that's just fear and i don't think that at least in my experience i don't think that god wants to be feared i think that um god wants to be known do i think that we will ever really know god I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if I believe that, but I do believe that God wants to be known. And so I just felt like she really, um, I just felt like she really like elevated that conversation yeah. in black is King. Like it's okay to, to keep what, what helped you through. It's okay to love God, but to also be like, and at the same time be like, but we have to figure out something. We have to add some black theology into this. Like we have to add some like consciousness to this conversation because, Christianity is dark too, you know. There's a history of of genocide and slavery, a history yeah. of slavery in mm-hmm. Christianity and and just in in death and you know like people just not feeling safe, not being safe. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Black is King really showed that you can be safe and love God and also be safe. Like you, and like loving God also means getting to know yourself and getting to know your roots. Yeah. And that does not have to be a bad thing. God knows we're black. You know, God knows we're African of the diaspora, you know, <laughs> and I just that's just so I just felt like that just really gave us permission to be like, OK, you know, I can I can look up my yeah. roots, you know, and I can figure out what tribe I belong to. Maybe not now since Ancestry just got bought by a private company. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Oh, I um, mean, I just. But, yeah. But um, I, am I making sense? Is yeah, that clear? Absolutely. I feel like I'm just. Yeah. I, oh, OK. Because I, 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 I didn't write that down. I was. <laughs> you made me think about the um, the institution of Christianity versus the actual the spirituality of Christianity, which I think she's questioning altogether. Um, mm-hmm. which can be, I mean, if, if we are living in a patriarchal capitalist society, it's kind of hard for people to, you know, especially a Christian one that's, that's hell bent on what God looks like, sounds like and all that stuff. It's kind of hard for people to, you know, look at this black woman who's questioning the institution also while putting herself in this position that you don't often get to see black women in. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, but there it's just so much complexity and layers to it. Like I think especially mm-hmm. in America, there's always like, well, you have to check a box, you have to be this, you have to be that. And it doesn't leave room for the your ability to be more than one thing. And I think yeah. Beyonce yeah. challenges that. And even Christian spirituality, people when you challenge that a little bit too much, people get scared, right? They're like, Oh, yeah. I can be I can do this and I can do that. Yeah. Like you're not. And maybe right. God will still love me. Yes. Right. Isn't that crazy? But I mean, that's Isn't the that same crazy? way if you think about it in a visual relationship when you see, like, you're not just, if you mm-hmm. one type of person the entire time, no offense, you boring. Like, there is growth. There's yeah. evolution. Like, there is more to a person. Like, you have to be a different person at work, a different person at home. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many different sides of you. Good girl. And like, survival. So, okay? And then, <laughs> God forbid, a transition happens. Like, it, it exposes the ability that, like, I can be a very multifaceted person and all my different mm-hmm. relationships. And I think we get so stuck of like this one singular, I am who I am, but there's many branches when you think about I am and who I am. Like I will never mm-hmm. be the same person I was when I was 10. Thank God. Because then I wouldn't know that water was my best friend. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's that growth is that evolution and in spirituality. It make it so invisible, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't see faith. I can't see God. I can't see these things, but like, I know and feel that it's still there. That's the same thing like wind. Yeah. Wind ain't there, but I feel it. I know it's still there. Right. Gravi- Gravity. Right. 
You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, especially when you add science to it, they're like, well, I need proof. I need evidence. Nigga, we here. That's the thing. That's <laughs> right. It's like, y'all keep asking, y'all keep asking for signs, but okay. we got doctors, you know, <laughs> we got medicine. That's just, that's the sign. Right. <laughs> that's the, but it's not good the, enough. You know, it's all like, you need. I, like, I really like, I mean, you're right, Shani and Carmen, like, but Shani, you mentioned, like, she's, she's actually, she's definitely challenging what we think we know in this album and and when you when, and i realized when i i don't know if i i think i've told y'all but after we miscarried i read when bad things happen to good people and it was written by a priest who lost his son he, who had, he had like this illness that he was gonna die eventually and then when he did he really had to like talk to god you know and it was just a beautiful book but he's just like you know i he brought up how like people get people lean on um what they've been taught or what what like what their grandparents taught them where you know where they've have community um to like get through but what happens when your son dies you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not fair you know what happens when your 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 family member dies cuz it's a random ass pandemic what happens when your grandmother who was a who was a devout christian dies in this awful way with breast cancer yeah. you know what happens when you lose your father as a child like how do you how do you explain yeah. to people that this is fair and God wants this, you know? And so he, he, he was like, but people, people, he realized after his son died and when he was writing this book to really try to understand, you know, his position as a priest and his, his anger and sadness with God was that, you know, people want to cling to this image of this very angry abuse of God because it's safe, mm-hmm. you know, and you can understand that, you know, and like, and, 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 and it makes people feel like they have structure, like they have control. Yeah. But what happens when things that don't make sense happen? What happens when you don't have control? You really, you, you really have to, like you said, Carmen, like, like shift your perspective. What if that person wasn't supposed to die? What if shit just happens, mm-hmm. you know, and you're sad and angry, because God is also sad and angry too. Like we only know these feelings because they right. come from somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what if we really just said that things mm-hmm. are not fair, that sometimes you do go through things that will kill you, yeah. you know, like people don't always bounce back. So what if we really said that out loud and, and had a real conversation with God and not like in this, this, this way that, you know, it's disrespectful, but also not in a way that, that, that is performative because I mean, God knows you're performing too. Like, you I don't think really believe, I, yeah. right. You have to like, yeah, like you have, right. Like you have to be able to, t- you have to be able to have these conversations. And I feel like Beyonce had that conversation in Black is King with like, yeah, I grew up in the church and I love God, but I'm also black and some not, this isn't working. Like I have to, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to delve into my ancestry to, help me survive this year yeah. because it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard i don't i don't I, I felt like she she seemed very free yeah. in the album if that makes sense and i don't know if she would have seemed as free or if it would have been as freeing to watch and to engage with if it had had a very strong structured stereotypical right. christian lens yeah well i found because it- just like how how oh no, sorry go ahead. i was just gonna say just like how carmen was saying we are a multifaceted group of people god is not limited either. not at all you know what i mean this mm-hmm. this this spirit this energy is not a one way kind of track or mind or whatever um and it's kind of up to the individual or the collective of whatever that group of people uh believe to kind of navigate 
that relationship like y'all like y'all talking about you know yeah that's how I was going at say. the end I, I found it very interesting that the way she ended everything was in a church yeah with mm-hmm. the with the choir like mm-hmm. you're very traditional yes. church with spirit because that's 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 yes. what the diaspora black people love church mm-hmm. you know like that's where people a lot of people and not to discount that a lot of people found homes in church which is why a lot of people are very passionate about going mm-hmm. to church like you are carmen somebody who can also relate to that and that's real i didn't even catch that yeah. she was in church yep it's beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. look at you yeah. look at y'all <laughs> critical thinking look come at that on, college the degree Woo, come on <laughs> All that stuff you put us through, it better be okay. good. Look at all Shoot. that liberal arts Listen, education. Shout out to the college students right now. Y'all gonna make it, I promise. Right, One day. y'all will make it. And then y'all you uh, you made me think too about um, water. Oh. Water was a big thing. That was my favorite. Throughout the whole... Throughout the whole it's a portal. Yeah. Baptism. Um, she talked about rebirth. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and even then at the end, I mean, you got the Moses reference, right? Yes. Yep. So when he at toward the end, right before we get to the church, he's like, he's I hope anybody's listening to this. Uh, I'm sorry about all the spoilers. <laughs> 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 but but she she had go, she had gone back to or at least it was in his mind. He was going back to how he got in the water. Like, how did I, uh-huh. how did I get yes. here? Where does it even start? And he started mm-hmm. with a woman who was trying to protect him from whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know, she may be making in this reality. But the story of Moses is he was being protected from the king, right. the king that was trying to kill all the boys. Yes. Yeah, the first surprise. Right. Yeah. And so, um, next thing you know, she puts him in the water Oof. and we see like this, term you know do you know how many things had to go right for him to be alive girl i'm right. saying and so he comes out on the other side like his his man self with this priest it looks yeah <laughs> and it made me think about it made me also think about Ooh. pregnancy mm-hmm. you know like do you know how many things have to go yes. exactly right exactly right for this baby to come out whole and able-bodied and or even if they're not able-bodied just alive. to come out yeah just like, to you know how, like yeah. it's, it's yes because like he, the things they have to do yes that's why i tell drew all the time you are so tough because let me tell you that is not easy you know like and i really like how she did that imagery for other side because mm-hmm. That was treacherous. Like, I was like, I know that baby's not really in there, but God. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> or when he like came I'm to the, earth, oof. when he was like, Beaming. he uh-huh. was with her. And then it was like, okay, the the ancestors or whoever these people are, these angels or whatever, mm-hmm. have to now release you into the world. And now you have to find yourself. But remember where you come from. It's like, how yeah. the hell do I remember uh, where then, I come from? But you also have to think about, if you want to talk about black people in America, I, the very beginning, all I could think about was like the passageways of the ships and the triangles. Mm-hmm. Like that's we are such a unique population that like for some reason I know deep down inside I need to be connected to this history that you continue to try to take away from me. Something was right, so powerful yeah. in that that you stripped everything. You took my language. You gave me a new one that mm-hmm. didn't even qualify or can't even talk about half the things. There ain't- Right. No. There isn't even translation mm-hmm. for the stuff I you know. You had to make me so dummy down, watered down version that I'm that powerful. You it, like it, right? What? Some, yeah. Something up. Right. Something is up. 
And yeah, girl. Yeah. girl. <laughs> Speaking of, see y'all, I like how y'all helping me lead me to these transitions, lead me to these questions. So I feel like, and we've already touched on this, but I, I want to give y'all like more time to actually clarify if there is any clarification. But I feel like there's a lesson in all of Beyonce's albums, but especially the mm-hmm. visual albums. Um, so for instance, for her, um, the first one, Beyonce, I learned you know, that I am a woman. And she actually said that in her interview. She was like, all the people I grew up with in Destiny's Child, we're grown. grown. You know, we we ain't, we having real sex. We had got real babies. You know, we've lived real life. And so I really felt like it honored um, the woman in me and asked me to show up for myself and not be afraid or embarrassed mm-hmm. uh, to love myself, to love and like sex and to control my narrative. And with Lemonade, I learned, I learned that oh, reconciliation girl. is possible. But only if you confront issues head on and directly and keep it really real with yourself and how you are responsible and accountable for how people love you and treat you. Mm -hmm. And with Black is King, I learned to come back to who I am. Um, It was a reminder to not let anyone confuse me and to understand that I have everything I need within me to succeed. It reminded me that I am not missing anything, even though I need reminders every now and then to flex and be grateful. Mm -hmm. So how about you? What? Like lessons did you get from Black is King for you? Mm. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is that it's always going to be ups and downs, but life still goes on. Like I could see mm-hmm. different versions of myself in different parts and different songs without throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I think I found that beautiful because it's like we all are going through transitions. Like I'm not the singular person that has shitty days, right? Everybody yeah. has their own growth, their own cycle. And to know that like, it's not just me. Like I'm not the only person that has these off thoughts that like, what, what am I doing here? Who am I? Why? But then also mm-hmm. to know that like, you're going to keep going and you're going to hit a triumphant path. It's like, shit, life is great, you know? And so I think mm-hmm. the beauty that I found throughout it is this kind of this, this idea of perseverance and not like in the, oh, it has to happen. It's going to happen. Like, no matter, like, even mm-hmm. if you just sit there, like, and just exist and breathe, good days will happen. Like, flowers will keep growing. Birds will keep happening. Like, life will keep going. And all you really got to do is show up. Like, and I think especially during COVID, you got this, like, dualistic thing of, like, oh, it's this grind culture. But then it's also self-care. So how am I supposed to do both of this at the mm-hmm. same time? And it really helped me level myself out that, like, it's really seasons to this life. Sometimes you will be grinding and sometimes you not. And like not to compare my journey to anybody else, because even in our conversation, songs that resonated with Shani may have not resonated as deeply with me. But like we're still Mm -hmm. all a part of this journey, this cycle, this circle. And I think it's just beautiful that Mm -hmm. like it's okay that I'm in this space because I'm continuing to learn these lessons and we can help each other like I never even thought about the conscious wasn't there in the one song in the, like, I never would have thought about it. And I think the fact that it opens up discussions to have these things and not be combative, like for people who say that, like, oh, this is vile or this demonic, I challenge you to say, well, what if it wasn't like, what am I seeing that's making this? So how do I turn that negative into a positive? And even in my own mm-hmm. regular life, when I'm going through crazy things, like why in my experience is the same lesson over and over again? Like, we got to figure this out. How we get over this hump, you know? Yeah. And maybe you need a new lesson. Shit. I mean, Tabona Puma talked about it. Like, <laughs> you don't know. Akuna Akuna Matata. Matata. Like, 
And so, I mean, there's there's just so many different things. I mean, it's 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 beauty and the complexities that we have as humans and as lives, and the fact that we can just sit and talk and discuss and grow. Like, yeah, it's a process. Yeah, shit. Oof, powerful. I mean, how about you, Shani? She. What she, lessons have you learned? She basically <laughs> said everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> um. I mean, just to, just, to, okay. I only, I only think of like two things. The first thing is I keep going back to the quote where um, Carmen brought up where he was talking about Jay-Z and they had the live chessboard and he said, yeah. it's, it's not always, it's not always a war. Sometimes it's a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is, and I think I agree with Carmen. I think that's one of the main lessons um, that we can, we can take away from this is, it's important for us to be in constant conversation, especially during a time where everything around us is promoting us to not be reminded of how much we actually have in common, how much, how connected we are. Mm-hmm. Even, even within the black community, there's, there's always something trying to constantly separate you from your neighbor when in fact, you know, they talked about being, you can't be a king if you can't be a part of your community. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't address the royalty within you if you're not addressing the community around you or you're not a part of the community. And so I think that is just like, for me, one of the biggest things also because it's something that I just struggle with in general, like how you were talking about, you didn't know. And y'all, y'all know that that's something I struggle with. Like if I'm saying I need help, but I feel like this is really one of those times where I got called out specifically by my mom and she was just like, listen, you need help. I can see it. I can hear it. I'm not by you, but I feel it. Like I feel my child in need of something. So let me be a part of that conversation and generated conversation. And that literally was like one of the, one of the best things that could have ever happened Come on, um, mommy. for me was just us having that conversation or, you know, y'all reaching out, even if we, even if it's just like something funny or whatever, the conversation within itself is like a constant lifeline, a constant reminder of me being present and here and connected. And I think that's one thing we all really want. That's one thing uh, black people are always trying to take black people away from, you know, is is we we get constantly questioned about our humanity, our value and our, you know, need to be connected. But we are connected. We are here. We are a group of people that is, we are valuable. You know what I mean? And then um, the other thing I would say that it makes me think of is just, yeah, I guess, I guess just conversation and community. Cause I was also thinking about how I've been reading a lot. And a lot of the books I've been reading have been by black women like Audre Lorde or June Jordan. And a lot of them are always, they're always saying the same thing. And to hear them say the same thing that y'all saying, you know, that other women are saying that we are, we are our best thing or from like Toni Morrison, or we are going to be the ones who save us or whatever. It's just a constant reminder, like how bomb.com black women are first and foremost. And then, (laughs) and then we just, we just need each other. And it's, and it's hard. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to connect that we all come from different places. We are experiencing different things. But as long as we're engaging, I mean, and appreciating each other on the journey, it's going to be okay, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, Shani. Thank you. <sighs> all right, y'all. So answer this question. Black is blank. 
Shani. Black is glory. Carmen. Black is forever. For me, black is friendship. Thank y'all so much for coming on. I love you both. I I really miss you. Thank y'all. Thank you again, Chantel and Carmen. Again, I love you both. I miss you both. We absolutely have to do that more often. And yeah, it was just really great talking to y'all. And so I'll leave you with this. Uh, A few weeks ago, I finished this book called Pet. And it was, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the best. I mean, I say that for every book. I really love the book. And it was the first book I've read written by a non-binary author and a black non-binary author at that and it was just great and it's about monsters and you know are monsters really gone and just please check it out if you follow my personal instagram i did leave like a little review about it i highly recommend it anyway the characters in this book live in this town that pull quotes from black authors and one of the quotes is from gwendolyn brooks and i feel like it definitely like it fits the theme of this episode and it fits the theme of my relationship with the women in my life and with the women on this episode and with the people that I love and what I also think Beyonce was was saying with Black is King and it goes like this we are each other's harvest we are each other's business we are each other's magnitude and bond For ad-free and edited episodes, as well as exclusive early and extra content, join us at patreon.com slash black millennial marriage. We're growing over there, y'all. Thank you so much for the supporters that are riding with us over there. We see y'all. We love talking to y'all and Zoom calls with y'all. Y'all are great. So thank you. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is in Domino Sounds Network. Still, thank y'all so much for all that you do. Submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode. Email us at blackmailmare at gmail.com or leave a voice message at 770-750-4098 that could be featured on a future episode. Also, let me know what you think about this episode. This is this is unorthodox for me. Um, it felt uh, in a lot of ways a lot more intimate than some of my other ones because I'm literally publishing (laughs) real life conversation between me and some of my closest girlfriends a conversation that we would have had off the mic and that we have in a lot of ways every day so let me know what you think be sure to check out our website www.blackmillennialmarriage.com and follow us on social media platforms on instagram i am randy r-a-n-d-i-i-i-i-e-e-e feel free to shoot me a message to let me know you're not a bot you know (laughs) because i would just leave your friend request in there because bots freak me out so just let me know that you're a real person you heard the indie and i will gladly accept your request and mikey's instagram is mikey underscore xxi on twitter we are at underscore the chapman's as always y'all be blessed don't settle and fight clean peace Time that I get back, yo, I'ma get back, we can hold it down Oh God, I'ma get back, yo, I'ma get back, and we can hold it yeah. down Yeah, this the fourth year in the promised land, watch it, I promise
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.